102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And the Rolling Stones are back to Nagle and Rock 102. Oh, man. Are you feeling it? Not yet. All right. Well, you will today. I'm really just not feeling it. Partly cloudy today with a high of 48 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of only 36. It's 41 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, we, uh, we got into this playing the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Uh, we have Rolling Stones tickets to give away today. What? On the show. You uh, mean the actual Rolling Stones, or is this some sort of cover band, uh, like Rolling Stone? Well, with only two original members of, uh, of a five-piece band, I suppose you could say that's the way it is, but they're going to be at Gillette Stadium in May on the uh, 30th, and we'll have tickets for you later on today. You know, if you don't get them, just remember, you can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you might find you could be caller 10. <laughs> but not yet. Not yet. Keep not your yet. pants not on. Not now. Uh, we'll talk all about the Mayflower Marathon. There's loads to uh, to catch you up on. Also, Scott Cohen coming up a little bit later. And if you're just uh, joining us on the podcast, it's all brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. 536 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Attention. Rock 102 Springfield Classic Rock. It's 551 and 38 special with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be partly cloudy today with a high of 48. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of only 36. It's 40 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Uh, maybe. Maybe. There you go. You got it? Uh, okay. There you go. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Tiffany Haddish had not too good of a weekend. Uh, Tiffany Haddish was arrested for DUI in Beverly Hills at around 5.45 a.m. on Friday, the morning Hmm. after Thanksgiving. Someone called 911 when they saw a car stopped in the middle of the road with the engine running. That's usually a dead giveaway that something might be wrong. Well, I mean, could she have been uh, texting happy Thanksgiving wishes to extended family? Maybe she was stuck in a group text. I've been there before. I've had to pull over and stop my car in the middle of traffic just to answer those. Well, because you can't leave one of those things and drive safely at the same time. I'm always looking to leave group texts. You know what I've done? Mute them. You can mute them, mute the group text, mm. so you don't have to get the notifications for it, and then you can go read back through it later if you really want to. And because there's really only usually one thing that's important to you, as opposed to the 20 other people on the text. What I was gonna go into my next question: Would you really want to? No, I don't yeah, want to. I don't to think at all. so either. The uh, police uh, uh, came and uh, found Tiffany slumped over the wheel. Thankfully, there wasn't an accident. She was fine. She'd just fallen asleep. She was arrested for DUI, cited, and released. That night, Tiffany was back on stage and doing a stand-up set. When someone in the audience asked her what happened, she didn't admit to anything. She just joked about praying for God to send her a man with a job, preferably in a uniform, and God answered her prayers because he (laughs) believes in her. Yeah, that's what happened. That could have been considered a clever line in the moment, but she used the same joke several times last year after she got a previous DUI in Georgia. Well, <laughs> she's got a little bit of a problem, maybe. The uh, That one was similar. Someone called the police because they saw someone sleeping behind the wheel at 4 a.m. So she's getting later and later now, you know, with the 5, 
545. Uh, by the time police arrived, she was driving again and was pulled over while pulling into a neighborhood oh, the boy. first time. She's I, never going to learn, is she? Well, you know, she's just going to be one of those people who has to blow into the thing to keep the car running now. We've known people like that. More than our share. Yeah. Uh, that's That was probably one of the most effective anti-drunk driving ads I've ever seen. It was a PSA where a bunch of people were doing like normal things like going on a date or picking up their kids from school. And the kids get in the car and they're like, come on, Dad, let's go to the arcade. And he goes, okay, kids. And he pulls out the tube and goes. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the kids are looking at him like, what the hell is going on with yeah. that? Or the, guy, or the guy who picks up the date for the first time. Yeah. Hey, would you like to go out to a nice bougie dinner? <sighs> Which... Which is kind of wrong because anybody with a DUI knows that you wouldn't be able to afford a bougie dinner after you got <laughs> after you got to pay for that thing. After in paying your car. the thousands of dollars to be able to drive, yeah, you know, we shouldn't laugh. But yeah. as long as it's happening to other people, not to us. Well, you know, I'm pretty what? good that way. Uh, it can't happen anymore. No, it, it would have happened at one time, and <laughs> I had slipped up. But, but you've uh, made some, you've made some choices. You've made some choices to make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, Paul Rudd's diet when he plays Ant-Man is so restrictive that sparkling water is considered a reward. On a recent podcast, he said, that's how horrible the diet was. I was like, all right, I'm going to have some sparkling water now. I've earned it. He didn't give specifics on what his meals consist of, just that he didn't mind eating boring food over and over again because it gave him more energy. And in case you're wondering, he drank non-flavored sparkling water and preferred Pellegrino. Uh... Paul also joked that he worked out harder and ate better than the other Avengers, but looked the worst of all of them. Quote, I had to work out all the time, eat perfectly, just to kind of look bad, not even, like, great. Wasn't this guy just the uh, vote of the sexiest man alive? Paul yeah, Rudd? But he's being modest. That's yeah, all. That's, that's exactly it. When standing next to Chris Hemsworth on Endgame, he'd, think, uh, he'd just think, quote, well, that's the point of any of this? What's the point of any of this? Why am I killing myself that I can exist... And then I look at myself, and this exists. I can never achieve that. Listen, I can only dream of looking at looking like Paul Rudd at his worst. Yeah, you know, I, bit, you know, fat, you know, letting himself go, unclean. I can only wish for something that good. Well, you know, it just takes hard work and uh, many millions of dollars to get yourself motivated to lose weight. <laughs> I think that's really the key oh, yeah, here. Yeah. I, I suppose motivation is a different thing. Well, if you're if you're like signed for twenty million dollars for a movie, of course you're going to eat crap. You have to in order to get that money. Uh, I've already got the part, though. Seventy-four-year-old Ozzy Osbourne knows he won't live to see one hundred, as he puts it. <laughs> Listen, there were people who didn't think he'd see sixty. He says, "At best, I've got ten years left, and when your older time picks up speed." He recently had a fourth surgery to fix the damage caused by a fall in 2019. A rod was put in his spine, and a tumor was found and removed from one of the vertebrae. So he's been recovering to try to give his fans one last performance. Uh, quote, That's does, does the bat even go, okay, you know what? I'm not even going to fly into your mouth. <laughs> I'm just going to sit right here and hang from your microphone stand while you're ready to eat me. I, I've seen Ozzy a couple of times. He doesn't do that on stage anymore. He's very selective in what kind of rodents he puts in his mouth. Well, you'd have to puree it. You know, that's the worst part. You get a good Cuisinart, though. Oh, you can yeah. chop that thing you right up. Spread it right on toast yeah. when you're done. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you... No, I, I was thinking of the, uh, <laughs> the flaming lips. 
Anyway, uh, that's one of the, that's one of the things I've been most effing mad about. I've never got the chance to say goodbye or thank you because my fans are what it's all about. If I can just do a few gigs, they've been loyal to me for effing years. Yes, and he also realizes that, hey, Bruce Springsteen's charging $3,000 a ticket. I bet you I could do that one last time. I'm pretty sure that Ozzy's not hurting. I'm pretty sure he's got enough money stashed away. Well, he's doing just fine. Neither is Bruce Springsteen or Mick Jagger, but yet how much are they selling those Rolling Stones tickets at Gillette Stadium for? I know. Yeah. Uh, but he refuses to perform in a wheelchair. How about a coffin? Well, he won't be performing at that point. He'll just be lying in state. And uh, Kim Kardashian hosted a big feast for Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had a big feast was when uh, Ray J gave me tonsil tickle turducken in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. That's a lot going on there on that plate. A tonsil tickle turducken? <laughs> Caitlin? Say that ten times. Now. I can't. I can't. My mouth's full, too. <laughs> Oh, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once had some porthole pudding from the chocolate starfish. <laughs> a little block n- mustard from the balloon nut. <laughs> what are you trying to say? It rhymes with block. I like, know. Yeah. I sure. What I'm trying to say is I took my Stilton spear and coated her like a painter's radio. <laughs> Theater of the mind on that oh, one, Baxi. Yeah. Theater of the Mind. Oh, you painted a picture. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! Oh, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I'll be honest. I don't have enough hours in my busy daily schedule to rip through the NFL record book so I can find the most obscure statistics imaginable. Sure, I'd love to be able to have certain facts and figures readily available to my uh, to me, but there's a chance that the information that I'm looking for might not even be available simply because it so rarely happens. But after being benched four times in just 11 games, I have to believe that Mac Jones of the Patriots might just be the most benched quarterback in NFL history. Now, I know that's not exactly as sexy as 11 conference championships or six Lombardi trophies, the ones that are sitting on Robert Kraft's mantle, but being benched four times has to be an NFL milestone, a record untouched by even some of the most disastrously ineffective quarterbacks in NFL history. Is Mac that bad? No, but he isn't that good either. Let's look at the numbers uh, this season compared to the other 49 quarterbacks who have played so far this season in the NFL. When it comes to completed passes, Mac Jones ranks number 18 with 224 completions. In completion percentage, he ranks at number 19 with 64.9%. When it comes to interceptions, he's the second-ranked quarterback in the NFL, and that's only because Josh Allen of the Bills and Sam Howell of the Commanders are in a two-way tie for first with 13 apiece. Mac is right behind both of them with 12. But when it comes to being benched, There isn't a single starting quarterback in football that can hold a candle to what Mac Jones has been able to achieve this season. And there are six games left to go. Sure, based upon your typical paradigm, getting benched is a sign that the team and your coaches have completely lost confidence in your abilities. Whereas, I have not lost any confidence because after yesterday's horrific loss to the Giants, I have every confidence that if Mac Jones ever gets another shot to start for the Patriots, he'll get benched during that game too. And I can't think of a single time that something like that has ever happened in the league's 103-year history. 
because typically speaking, most quarterbacks in the NFL only have to get benched once to destroy their careers. Mac Jones is now a number four, and on my mind, that is really impressive. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know what? Look at the Craftsman two and a half gallon wet dry vac. 20 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. Perfect for the little spills. I'm looking at the, at the flyer you can pick up at the store, the Rocky's website, the Rocky's app. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 612, and the Scorpions for Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Partly cloudy today with a high of 48. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 36. It's 40 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us next hour, and also later on this morning, your chance of winning uh, tickets to see the Rolling Stones at Gillette Stadium. They're uh, going to be there on May 30th, and we'll have uh, tickets uh, for you early because they go on sale, I think, on Friday. Oh, okay. All right. So well, you can win them before that? you can buy them. Yeah, uh, and you know what? It's like uh, you can win them and hope that they don't die before the show happens. <laughs> yes, yes. That um, would, now that would be something. It would be a shame to see uh, one or more of them go. What, since what, so many of them are no longer what, with us. What do they do in a situation like that? I mean, obviously, like, you know, people who buy tickets. Obviously, if you win them, I mean, you don't get anything in return for them no. not showing up. But you might get a refund if they if they were to cancel the tour. Yeah, uh, you might be able to use those tickets at a later time when they replace God knows who died. Yeah, and uh, or you, you just uh, you lose your money, and that's uh, that's uh, the way the cookie crumbles. Have you have you seen Mick Jagger lately? Yes, I have. He looks like he's been refunding a lot of things, including his meals. He can't get that applesauce down. <laughs> Everything has to be strained. You know, yeah. people are actually pointing out that that tour, yeah, is uh, being sponsored. Yeah. By AARP. Oh. Well, like, legitimately, they are one of the sponsors of that tour. It was bound to happen. Yeah. You so know. if you join, like, the Rolling Stone fan club, you get an AARP tote bag. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. And a discount on on health insurance. Hey, remember it used to, you know, remember it used to be brought to you by uh, something hip and cool like Coca-Cola or yeah, some like other, or like Budweiser major, or yeah, something. some major product or yeah. something like that, and here we are. <laughs> now the AARP can help you with supplemental insurance and uh, sit to, in the cheap seats. You know, with your age and my mentality, I think this should be sponsored by AARP. Okay, Steve, let's talk about something else. Uh, for those of you who uh, participated, donated, volunteered, or just listened on the radio to the Mayflower Marathon last week, you probably heard on Wednesday the total we gave mm-hmm. at the end of it. Uh, television stations were on the were on the uh, on the spot to tell you what we had raised on Wednesday. Our t- unofficial total was two hundred eighteen thousand five hundred seventy six dollars and seventy one cents. Now, I should tell you that. On Wednesday night at mm-hmm. the at the Thunderbirds game, um, we raised money selling the jerseys. There was more money that came in. There was food that was donated at the Mass Mutual Center. So that two hundred eighteen thousand is now up to two hundred twenty four. That's still not the official total, right? Because um, let's see, we haven't uh, heard about the raffles and uh, the remaining jerseys that went unsold at the game. Yeah, which the Thunderbirds were going to take care of. Uh, the Open Pantry hasn't updated uh, updated us with uh, PayPal information. That's coming later today. So either today or tomorrow we'll have the official total. Oh, and also we have the uh, the link up uh, all weekend long for you to donate online. So uh, we'll hopefully have a, a, a full 
total on to tomorrow or Tuesday. I'm mean, tomorrow or Wednesday. Okay, cool. Okay, well, but again, we just want to thank everybody that came out and helped. We can't do this without the people. You know, we're just a bunch of idiots with with microphones, and we're just the middlemen. We're just the ones telling you to come out and do this. We're telling people where to go. Yeah. That's really uh, that's the limit of our participation. And uh, with your help, you, Me? the one listening, no, the one listening to this right now, oh. you made this happen. It's true. They, no, I know. Each person who, who, who donates, and I said this last week, one can. Even one can makes a difference, and if you can't afford it, you know, uh, you know, to do like some other businesses and some other personal people do, it's okay. It's every little bit helps. So we appreciate every one of you that came out and and donated. I had a lot of people over the weekend because I was out and about doing stuff uh, in between long naps. Uh, people were coming up to me and, and uh, you know congratulating us on a great marathon and saying you know you know thanking mm-hmm. you know you and I for doing this but you know there's a part of me that that feels kind of weird taking a whole lot of credit for this because there's so many the ma- the, the the bigger efforts were made by everyday people the bigger yeah. sacrifices were made by people that you know collected around their neighborhood or you know emptied their own their own pantries to make this happen i mean to me that's more sacrifice than what than what i felt i did you know uh it's certainly more than what you did well, I didn't do anything, really. Um, but, you know, I, I think I told you this last week on the air. There was a family that showed up on Tuesday night who had organized this little food drive in their little in their Italian club, and they were really excited to bring it. It was a pretty significant donation of food that yeah. they brought down there. And they said, you know, as long as you guys are here, we're going to be here. So it just, you know, it's a collaborative effort is what I'm I'm getting that. Yeah. It's not just us. We're just a we're a piece to a puzzle uh, that's made up by not only all the people of of this area, but by local businesses, by uh, politicians, by all these folks who who come out and help. We couldn't do it without everybody. Some people have been saying that uh, that you and I are the face of the Mayflower Marathon. No, no. I think the I, face needs to be some sort of mascot, some sort of uh, cute guy in a. In a, in a in an outfit somewhere. Oh, well, we have the churchy with the pilgrim hat. That's a that's a face, and it gobbles yeah, when we play the little sounder every true, Thanksgiving. True, but I mean, I went. Th- I'm thinking more like a like a boomer type of mascot. You know, a guy in a suit telling everybody to, to come in on East Columbus Avenue and not through State Street. Oh, well, how do you think that's worked out for uh, Marquis Salamone? That never that that kind of marketing wouldn't do any good for you. <laughs> An old guy in a suit telling I, you you need to come out and do well, something? Not the kind of suit he got at Yale Genton <laughs> yeah, in 1989. Right. I'm talking about a suit that uh, you know has like a big foam head on it and like lots of uh, multicolored fur. Okay, so you, you're not just going for the geriatric uh, spokesperson for the no, 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 no. You're I, going for the wacky, like the Six Flags guy. With the is that what you're you're looking well, for? That would, goofy? That, that would be good. Yeah. I mean, I'm not thinking like you know you act the late actor Robert Vaughn saying you know, tell. Tell the hungry that you mean yeah, business. Tell I, the I, hungry that you need chicken noodle soup in a can. <laughs> that's see, that's not that's not what I want to do. Yeah, actually, I think one of the uh, the highlights of the entire week was at the Thunderbird game mm-hmm. on uh, on Wednesday night. Yeah. Now you and I got to uh, to drop the puck, and uh, we looked like a couple of old men doing that. I know I certainly did. I looked like I was well, like I needed to be, <laughs> like did, I needed to be put back in the home. Last year we got direction on how to do it. 
And then so I looked at the camera and you didn't, but I think last year we both looked at the camera yeah. when they told us to, but nobody gave us that direction. So you're looking down at the ice and I'm looking up at the camera like an idiot. Like, hey, hey, look at me <laughs> with the puck in my hand. Yeah, but the way the camera was fixed, it looked like your hand was on or inside of me, which I thought was yeah. very inappropriate for that well, many people in the stands. My nickname isn't the puppeteer for no reason at all, Bax. <laughs> I learned that from uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, yeah. no, I, yeah. I understand. I understand that. But in between periods, between the second and third period, mm-hmm. you know, we got a chance to go on the fan bony. Yeah, which you know, I mean, your bucket list has been full, has been I, filled even more. I got to drive the fan bony, which was awesome. I didn't. I asked if I could in the morning to Nate, and he said yes, and I thought he was joking. And then, uh, then we get down in there, and then the kid riding it goes, well, come on, here you go. And I'm like, what? And he's like, come on, you can get up here, and you're, you're going to drive it, right? <laughs> and I go, I guess so. So he's giving me this crash course. I'm carrying 15 people on a fan bony, yeah. and he's giving me a crash. All right, don't push on the gas pedal too hard, was, <laughs> was what he told me. It's a very sensitive gas pedal. And it's harder than it looks. It really is harder. Oh, I'm than sure it is. So the you know the guy says to me, he's like, "Do you want me to get it up onto the ice for you?" And I said, "Yes, please do that." Because I look at the ramp and I'm like, "I, I ain't gonna make that without killing everybody on this thing." <laughs> so he gets it up onto the ice, and I get on, and I and I I did pretty well. But there's one uh, photo <clears throat> shot of uh, you, uh, your wife, yep, uh, our our sales manager and his son. Uh, when I jerked, I didn't do it on purpose. I pushed down too hard on the gas pedal for mm-hmm. a second, right? And the whole thing jerked like I like I shifted gears or something. The the, the yeah. picture that sh- that uh, shows this on Mass yeah. Live. Uh, my wife is about to throw a T-shirt, uh, and I'm about to yeah. throw myself off the front of yeah. the fan bony. Yeah. yeah. Now the to me the funniest part is so you mentioned our sales manager Scott. Yeah. And he was there with uh, with both of his sons, but yeah. one of his sons was like, you know, standing next to me. And I think this is the funniest part of the picture because here's this little twelve year old boy yeah. with his arm in front of me doing yeah. the old Frank Costanza, you know, stop short, stop short. You stop short with me. He's doing the, that's well, my move. My mother used to do that when she was driving the car right, and had to right. slam on the brakes yeah. like that. Like like this little kid's arm is going to take a, a like a two hundred eighty pound guy from falling off a zamboni. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. Hey, you know what? He's uh, maybe he's strong. He could be stronger than you. I mean, I you're a feeble old man. No, I, I guess. I, listen, I'm I'm uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm a shadow of my former self. But that, I don't think that 12 year old kid was going to hold me back. Oh, he's a little athlete. He could handle it. But you know what? I, I know I, that was a very great thing that I did. But I, I got to tell you, out of out of the 19 Mayflower marathons that I've been a part of, yeah. Yes, I, I love being a part of a thing that helps people. I uh, I love seeing all the people come down and, and doing it because it's kind of like a big, you know, like reunion every year. Sure. We do this. Uh, but honestly, the highlight of my career came on Wednesday morning at about 8.15 a.m. when I asked one of the highest ranking members in U.S. Congress if he would be my porn accountability partner. And he said, I'll get someone on that. <laughs> Ta-da! 
Now, you can say all you want about the $224,000 you raised. That was the biggest highlight of the whole week. That was the highlight of my career. To, to ask a guy like that and to get that response in yeah. return. That to, see, was... to see him laugh yeah. at, the, at the very <laughs> mere suggestion of it and then say, yeah, we'll work on that together. Well, be- I just think that is very satisfying. Because it was a fairly serious conversation up until that moment. And I, and I joyfully <laughs> ruined it. Against one of the highest-ranking members of the United hey, States Congress. You know what? There's a. I could. I could be a reporter. Hey, you know, I'm. I'm sure Richie has heard worse on his uh, ascent up. Oh, I'm sure into I, power. Well, I'm sure Marjorie Taylor Greene has said some nasty things to the man over the years. I'm sure he himself yeah. has said some horrible yeah. things yeah. in his past. That's right. That's how you get powerful. Yep. It's uh, 624 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Are you dreading seeing that weird family member this? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 629. And Everclear with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, partly cloudy today with a high of 48 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 36. It's 40 right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohen on the way. Also your chance to win tickets to see the Rolling Stones at Gillette Stadium. That is coming up too. That is coming up as well. Oh, there yes. You, there you go. Uh, are you ready to laugh? Yeah, sure. I guess, sure. It's Bax and Nagel's oh, Joke of the Day. That's not the one. That's this one. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke yeah. of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. Hey, uh, here's a good dad joke for you. Okay. What will happen if pigs could fly? Fork would go up. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's going up, it's up in the sky. Man, I really had all weekend, and that's the best I came up with. Sorry. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. Westfield firefighters were called to the area of Grand Street on Friday afternoon for a reported explosion. According to Westfield Fire, at approximately 3.45 p.m., crews were sent to Grand Street for the explosion. Upon arrival, a two-story building with flames was visible on the second floor. The fire, which had spread within the walls and attic space, was successfully contained by 4.45 p.m. Crews then transitioned to the overhaul process, addressing hot spots and checking for uh, fire extension in void places. I don't know how you're going to find a hot spot. I mean, uh, if the Internet is out, how are you going to get a good Wi-Fi signal uh, if you've already cut the Internet line? That is such a good question. I mean, we've got hot spots. Uh, We don't even have a good working hot spot down here. I got one hot spot, and I don't like to talk about it. The uh, Westfield Gas and Electric Company reported that the fire caused a major power outage affecting a large area on the south side of the city. As of 6.30 p.m., all customers affected by the south side outage were restored, with the exception of Grand Street, according to uh, the gas and electric folks. While the fire uh, was under control, uh, firefighters remained at the incident for an extended period of conducting salvage and additional overhaul operations. The incident resulted in a power outage in the vicinity with uh, G&E working uh, to restore the... They didn't update the story. The power's back on. This happened Friday, and I don't know why somebody over a three-day weekend doesn't have wrap-up details of what happened to the the scene. This is so stupid. I I don't understand why. Well, Steve, you know, there's a lot of news to attend to, and if they, yeah, they had a... 
If they had to give you closure in every story, yeah. I mean, there'd be no room for other news. Well, here's here's another one uh, that came out over the weekend. One injured after a stabbing at ramen bar in Pittsfield. Right? At a ramen bar? Well, so I'm thinking, oh, well, this must have involved some sort of ramen noodle uh, attack. No, there's no uh, evidence of that at all in the story. The Pittsfield Police Department was sent to Thistle and Mirth on West Street for reports of a stabbing on Wednesday night. When uh, officers arrived at approximately 9.40 p.m., they saw evidence of a stabbing but no victim, according to the uh, police. A short time later, a man arrived at Berkshire Medical Center with a stab wound. He's expected to survive, and authorities are investigating. They believe it was not a random attack, so there's no threat to the public. If anyone uh, has any information on the stabbing, you're, uh, contact, you're to contact Detective Losaw. 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 And they, uh, and they give you the number. Information can also be given anonymously, yada, yada, yada. Not one thing in that story has anything to do with the headline. Yeah. There's no... And obviously, if you Google Thistle and Mirth, you'll see that it is, in fact, a, a ramen bar. You know, that's they specialize in ramen. Sure. But that that had nothing to do with the story. And frankly, the man is, what does it say, uh, injured. He's wounded. Like scalded from hot ramen? No. You, you, when you get stabbed, you're wounded. You're not mm. injured. Yeah, I suppose. You know, listen, all I know is if I'm minding my business at a ramen noodle bar, yeah, I just, I just want, I'm, I'm just, I just want to eat my ramen and be left alone. Yeah. The last thing I want is to see some sort of uh, shiv being pulled out, and uh, you know, me having to hit the deck. Yeah. To avoid being stabbed by some nutcase in the ramen bar. Yeah. Uh, it's a cheap way to get stabbed. You know, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get it. But I, I just don't understand why they have had to put that in there. Was that just clickbait? I think there are a bunch of clicker baiters over there at uh, 22. They've gotten so good at it, they've got to the master level. Uh, the master level? Yes. Well, uh, the master They're level. They're master click baiters. And then is is this one, which they didn't even write. They just regurgitated it from some other place. Rocky River Man finds one-of-a-kind item at Subway. Are you ready for this humdinger? The cardinal is the state bird of Ohio. The state flower is the scarlet carnation. And the state tree is the Buckeye. But what about the state chip? <laughs> and this guy goes, my first thought, this chip looks like Ohio. Kinsley, a local dentist, was having lunch recently at the Rocky River Subway when he pulled out of a, a chip out of a bag from a baked Lay's potato chips. You've got to be kidding, was Kinsley's first thought. The chip stood out because it closely resembled the outline of Ohio. It's one of a kind. Can I ask a dumb question? Yeah. Why didn't you lead with this story? I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm kicking myself in the keister for, for not doing that. I mean, you're, yeah. you're focused on, like, yeah. you know, local news mm -hmm. or whatever. But, I mean, to me, yeah. I mean, what is the odds that you could have a, a state yeah. shaped like a potato chip in a bag full of Lay's? So, so this is just, you know, an example of perception. Because another lunchgoer said the chip had a, quote, uncanny resemblance to the map of Ohio especially Northeast Ohio. Okay. Does it look like the state of Ohio or is it just the border part on the Northeast part of Ohio? Cause that's a big difference than whether it looks like the state mm. of Ohio and whether if it was like perfect, you know, perfect borders. Yeah. I could see that would be amazing. But, um, 
Yeah, I would need to see pictures of this Ohio chip. Yeah. I would also like to see other states. Well, uh, I mean, what are the odds of, like I say, like a, a Oklahoma panhandle? Well, how, or a Florida panhandle? How about a piece of cereal that looks like Ohio? When Lisa Robble, 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 who lives near the restaurant, heard about the Ohio chip, it reminded her of a cereal flake her child found while eating breakfast a few years ago. We were like, Wow, that cereal flake really does look like Ohio. And we took a picture right away so people would believe us. And then they have the picture of the cornflake that looks like the state of Ohio. Hmm. This is very much like when uh, there was the uh, the window at Mercy Medical Center yeah. where you could allegedly see the Virgin Mary. And it turns out it was just a smudge. Oh, really? Is that what it was? I think it was a smudge. Yeah. It was yeah. A smudge. Yeah. See, this is, you know, this is all perception. Anybody can see something. Yeah. I mean, I can load up any bag of chips in the world. It could be anything. Yeah. I Like, for example, let's say I opened uh, accidentally a bag of Sun Chips. Why would, if, why would you accidentally open a bag of Sun Chips? Let's say it was dark in the room. I had no idea. And I open up the bag of, uh, of Sun Chips. Do you have any idea how many Sun Chips are shaped exactly like the states of Colorado and New Mexico? Really? Think about it. Think about it. That's uh yeah well I I would imagine they're all shaped like some sort of state yeah but it, but sun chips have, are like you know square mm-hmm. and or rectangular just like Colorado and New Mexico or Nebraska or Nebraska or South Dakota or either or North, one of the Dakotas for both that matter Dakotas right yeah. yeah think about that I bet you didn't even think about that before did you before it just came right out of my mouth like that. I didn't think about that, and I'm glad you brought that to my attention because now I'm going to go have to buy a bag of Sun Chips and check out how many states I can put together. On purpose? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's somebody who's found a chip from every state that was shaped like the state that they thought they were in. Mm-hmm. We should get all of those people together and put the map together. Like Hawaii, you could break up the chip, and the crumbles could be the smaller islands. Y- yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I guess so. Just giving you something to chew on. Uh, here's another hard-hitting news story from 22 News. What's the difference between coffee and espresso? <clears throat> Let me go back a, a little bit. Remember yeah. when I was saying that I'm surprised you didn't uh, start with the uh, the chip story? Yeah, yeah. I take that back. I'm surprised you didn't start with the espresso versus coffee question. Yeah, you're rethinking that whole lineup here. I really am. Now I'm starting to think that uh, maybe the problem isn't isn't them it's us well does anybody know the theme between the three stories that i just put out they all have to do with something edible ramen chips and coffee Coffee. wow this is really turning Uh, out to be a hell of a newscast coffee and espresso may be may both be drunk to give you energy but they're not the same thing no kidding yeah most people will go to duncan or a coffee shop or order a type of coffee with the option to add an espresso shot i'm guilty of that i do that all the time do you really i like the dark dark coffee you like coffee by the slice i like coffee as dark as my jokes that's dark coffee. Yeah, it's very dark. But you can also order an espresso by itself. So what's the difference? Uh, according to Merriam-Webster, coffee is a beverage made by percolation, infusion, or decoction <laughs> from the uh, roasted and ground seeds of the coffee plant. 
Uh, coffee can come in three types of roasts. So do I. Oh, uh, dark, medium, or light, and is usually served in six to eight ounces. But don't be ashamed to get a larger size. Coffee can be made in a matter of minutes using a coffee potter machine, such as a Keurig. But for a perfect cup of coffee, using the drip method is preferred. According to Geisen, the uh, drip method process is you start with using a paper filter. Then ground coffee beans are added, and after that, uh-huh. the water is then poured over this, causing fresh coffee to drip from the filter. Mm-hmm. Finally, the coffee is collected in a jug, and voila. Voila. Now, espresso, according to Miriam Webster, espresso is coffee brewed by forcing hot water through finely ground, usually dark roasted coffee beans. Yeah. Espresso has only one type of roast, and that's the dark and serving sizes between one and two ounces. For those that use the espresso machine, you know that espresso is made by using pressurized water. Steve, what sort of Edward R. Murrow-style reporter slash journalist wrote this story? Uh, This is a guy from uh, WHTM Channel 27 that was... regurgitated on 22 News website because apparently there wasn't anything going on in Springfield over the weekend. I guess that's true. Um, yeah. it's uh, You know, this story was picked up by Yahoo News also. So apparently there are people all over the country that weren't sure of the difference. Well, I'm glad we're really getting to the hard-hitting news stories of uh, of this, of this yeah. town here. I mean, someone just uh, alerted me that uh, there's like a traffic situation on Converse oh, in the Longmeadow. Who cares about that? You know, how many people are in Longmeadow who are waiting for their espressos right now? Uh, or or ruining, the, or ruining the decision to get to work early and say, I'll get my espresso later. I bet they're regretting that now. I bet you they are regretting that now. What, what's the traffic update? Uh, Converse Street is closed, according to uh, one guy who apparently uh, seems somewhat legit. Tried to go down Converse Street and was told you can't go this way. Yes, I don't know where on Converse that well, is. That would be helpful information. Well, that- no, it would be more. No, it's one of the uh, main arteries of uh, of the great town of Longmeadow. Main thoroughfares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's among the main drags. Listen, you don't have to tell me twice to stay away from Longmeadow. I uh, I don't need to be told again. To I rarely that. dip my toe into, into yeah. town very often. And if I do, it's usually just to go to Tony's Pizza. I've never been there. Is it good? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I'll have to good. try that one, too. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today. Sorry, be- Frankie's Pizza. Frankie used to work for Tony's. It's Frankie's Pizza. My mistake. Yeah, you know what? You haven't spent enough time there to remember what the pizza place was. I was I spent enough time there to know. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be partly cloudy with a high of 48. Tomorrow, uh, partly cloudy with a high of 36. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 653 and T-Rex with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, partly cloudy today with a high of 48 tomorrow. Partly cloudy with a high of 36. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the daily podcast. As you know, it's all brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Also check out Baxi's musical podcast. This week, my guest is Matthew Mark Antonio from the band D-Mob Happy. They're a British band. They've been around for like 15 years. They just released a brand new album called uh, Divine Machines. That's really, really good. Last week, didn't get a chance to talk about this because the uh, the Mayflower Marathon. 
My guest last week was uh, graphic artist Aaron Lang, who uh, has just released a book called Ain't It Fun? Peter Loeffner, Proto-Punk, and the Secret Cities. It's a great graphic book uh, done about the music scene of Cleveland, Ohio. It's actually really, really interesting. Everybody from you know the Pretenders to Devo to you know, many, many others, and Peter Loeffner is one of these characters that uh, glides through all of this over the, uh, the 1970s. Really cool book. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. All right. All right. Sounds like a plan. Absolutely it is. Hey, uh, next hour uh, we'll talk to Scott Cohen about the great uh, game the Patriots put on yesterday. Jesus. You know, it's almost to the point now where they're playing so badly, so often, so regularly, that it's almost comical. (laughs) Like, you you almost wonder, I know they're going to lose. I just want to know how. Yeah. That's I, how it's that's how it's turning out to be. I was uh, I was listening to our broadcast, you know, we we do the uh we simulcast these Scott Zolak and all that stuff. Yeah. You ever hear a, a post-game show after something like this? Yes. These guys are like angry and I'm pretty sure they're drunk too. Of course they are. And they're like, "How could this have happened? <laughs> a bye week?" No preparedness. What the hell is going on here? They just get all in. We'll, well be back may- on the Patriots Rock Radio Network. <laughs> they may be drunk, but they're not wrong. No, they're not wrong. But it's it's just it's just funny to hear uh, that like like how much more can you talk about a horrible team? Like like what else can you add to the conversation about? Listen, we suck. It's getting to the point now where Zolak and uh, Soshi, in the middle of the broadcast, yeah. are like saying. Oh, look at this. Uh, lawn furniture's on sale yeah, at, yeah. Uh, at, at Target. Well, yeah. I, I might well have to go there after the after the game today. Hey, hey, check out the Cyber Monday deals on Amazon. You know, Bob, we're not that far away from Ikea. I sure could use some uh, furniture with an Allen wrench and some uh, vague instructions. What do you say? What yeah. are you looking for? Shelving? Yeah. Uh, cabinetry? Yeah. If anybody needs anything here, it's Sweden. So <laughs> we, need to, we need to mesh this out. It's 656 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Bax and Nagel. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't want to alarm anybody, but the last time the New England Patriots legitimately had back-to-back losing seasons was back in 1993, when Bill Parcells took over for Dick McPherson, who led the 1992 Patriots to a 2-14 season, a record which, I should point out, is not so dissimilar to the record they're holding on to right now. I should also point out that the Patriots, with the third-worst record in the NFL, are about to miss the playoffs for the second straight season. That hasn't happened since Bill Belichick took over for Pete Carroll and went 5-11 and in his first season coaching the Patriots 23 years ago. Why am I bringing any of this up so soon after the Patriots lost their ninth game of the season, losing to the New York Giants, who had the fourth-worst record in the NFL by a score of 10-7? to Why is any of this worth picking at like an old scab? Because I think it's important for us to understand that any team has to start a quarterback after he's been benched three times already this season is probably going to keep losing over and over again. This week, Bill Belichick held out until the very final minutes to decide who was going to start yesterday. Everybody wanted to know what he's going to start that freaking guy again, or was he going to start Bailey Zappi? They already had waived their third string guy, Will Greer, on Saturday. Certainly, they weren't going to give Mac Jones another shot of puking him all over himself again, or would they? 
The answer to that question was a resounding yes. And as a result, Mack threw for just 89 yards and coughed up two horrifying interceptions and was shockingly close to giving up a few more. And yet, for whatever reason, Bill Belichick thought that Mac Jones was still the best option. Until he got benched for the fourth time in 11 games this season. The question now is, why would you play that guy and will he ever play for you again? Here's my guess. Yes, he will. And no, he's not going to get any better. Still six late games left to go. They play themselves out of playoff contention. The season is an unmitigated disaster. The only thing left to do is to see what they kind of, what they grab the next sack of dead weight in the, in the NFL draft because apparently that's all they know how to do. But hey, and if I'm my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Craftsman hand tools are going a lifetime warranty. Crafted hand tools are on sale now. 15 bucks at Rockies. Crescent Ranch or Socket Set. 15 bucks at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock at 709 in Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it going to be partly cloudy today with a high of 48. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 36. Looking at 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Well, what a delight it is to have Scott Cohen back in the studio, even if we have to talk about sports. You know, I it's usually, I mean, usually it it uh, it is a delight that I'm here. I mean, you know, listen, let's be honest about it. Oh, you're it. the first one to admit it. Yeah, I'm the first one to admit it. However, I say that it is a delight for me to be here. Because I wanted to, I talked to Steve out in the parking lot, you know, when he was having a ciggy butt. And um, the Mayflower Marathon, I haven't, I haven't spoken to you guys since it ended. Uh, You know, guys, absolutely, positively incredible from beginning to end. Uh, Sounded great on the air uh, listening, and I listened a lot. And the money you raised just. Phenomenal. We, we yeah, I was telling, it's I was telling crazy. you. Crazy. Well, thank you very much. You're I was, welcome. I was telling you off the air. You know, we, we expected it to be a good year. We didn't expect to obliterate our best year by yeah. forty thousand dollars or more. Right. Our, the uh, the last total, and this is not totally official. Two hundred twenty four thousand three hundred seventy one bucks. Yeah. At a at a at a pocket full of change. Yeah, and you know, and the, I you know, so I I posted on social media. On um, I guess on Wednesday, um, you know we have our other our, our sister radio station up in Hampshire County. I'm not aware of their. I work. know you're not, and um, and so you know Monty does his his march for the. I'm food not bank. aware of him. Who, and who is that? Guy? Who's that guy? And so um, and you know he raised a ton of money. You guys raised a ton of money, but I think the difference between what he does and what you guys do is I, I think I think up there they have a lot of. Um, uh, benefactors that write really, really big checks. Mm-hmm. Where what you guys do is just like, and it's a credit to the audience. It's just such a grassroots thing. Um, everybody's involved. I think Steve, you mentioned earlier this morning. I mean, it's the businesses, it's regular people, it's little groups that get together and and do things. I, I know we do a school challenge. Uh, every year that's sponsored by Manny's and uh, I think Ludlow High Schools won it like the last five or six years and it's just individual people who make the ma- the marathon a, a success and you guys are, are front and center on the whole thing. Let me give you a little bit of uh, perspective on this. Uh, these were numbers that came out late on Wednesday afternoon. Just in food, just just 
plain food, never mind the cash or sponsors or anything like that. $147,000 worth of food. Gosh. Just food alone. That's and that, crazy. And, and you know, it, the, the amount that people collect, you know, for Steve and I, I mean, it's very, very humbling. And, you know, you say, well, you know, good job, you guys. It, you know, we're just telling people where to go. Yeah. Where to drop it off. It's, it's the people that organize, you know, their, their own collections, the people that sacrifice, you know, what little they have yeah. to participate. To me, that's... There's a lot of that. I congratulate those those people a lot more, but I'm going to turn the spotlight on, on Steve and I. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe a little bit more on me, but, but that's, but that's about it. Well, it's nice for you to finally be uh, humble at least a couple times during the year, but no, I, you know, people, the, the show is, the show has, has heritage. The event does. And listen, man, absolutely fabulous. So congratulations. I just, uh, I'm really, you know, I, I've I said this last week and uh, I think I can speak for bags. I think we're both very proud of, of the people that, that come out and and make this event happen. Yep. I, I, like you said, we're we're just these mouthpieces who tell people to come down and where to go. It's the people that listen every day and the ones that go, you know what? They're yeah. right about that. Let me uh, get even if it, again, I mean, even if it's like one can, one thing of food for the thing makes a difference, and that's what community is about. It is, and listen, I you know I um, I'm on the on the sales end of it with uh, with clients, and I, I honestly. My my clients call up and they're like, well, okay, what what time what time can I go down there and, and say hello? We want you know we want to come down. We yeah. want to drop a check off. We, you know, uh, we want to give umbrellas and swag and whatever else. Yeah, yeah, it's like from 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 the Queen of England to the scum of the earth makes the Mayflower yeah. Marathon a, a tremendous. You success. shouldn't talk about the sales team like <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, that's, yeah, that's not Stop. fair. They, they worked hard yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, a bit of acknowledgement should go to our uh, marketing director, Aaron Bueller. Who, oh you know, my gosh! Well, who literally worked around the <clears> clock <throat> while pregnant, I should say. Yeah, and, and and she just always does such an amazing job. And and our uh, our GM said it best in the email last week. She basically lived there from. Yeah. Saturday Saturday to Wednesday, yeah. you know, and, and she was still at the game on Wednesday night. I Aaron, know. Aaron keeps all of yeah. us in line in in the sales department, and it's like you know, uh, I need this from you. I need this. I need this. I need this. When is this person coming? When's that person coming? Who did you line up for this and that? She's like, I. You, well, well, the funny thing about it is, it, you know, over the years, she's become as yeah. passionate about this event yeah. as as, well, as we are. She, and it's, it's, it's it's a great team. She is probably the hardest working person to make this event happen, but she's also also the den mom that I like to call her because she's yeah. picking up our tra- she's in the RV pick- uh, picking up this. Are you gonna drink this? No. <laughs> Throw it in the tree slobs. All right. I guarantee no napkins. <laughs> I guarantee you, and I'm and I'm I made sure and this is and this is the honest to God truth. I was thinking about it on Friday because the Mayflower Marathon was over, and then the next thing we have coming up in December is going to be the 12 days thing where we give yeah, the, uh, right. the gifts away. And she and I know that this, and I started working on it because I didn't want to have her give me a hard time, and I, A, and I didn't want to disappoint her, B, she is going to send an email emails out this morning. I need this, 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 <laughs> yeah. this, and this. Yeah. So good. Yeah, there it goes. You want to stay on her? Want to stay on her good side? All right. So now that we've uh, gotten all <laughs> yeah. that good yes. stuff out of the all way, right. let's talk about the unmitigated disaster That's of what yesterday it is. at uh, in uh, in New Jersey. Another I, in a long line. Here's what I don't understand, Scott. You know. Bill Belichick took until the final seconds to announce that it was going to be Mac Jones that gets the start. Right. 
I looked all over the, the internet to find out this statistic. I believe that Mac Jones is the most bench quarterback in the NFL's 103-year history. I think he is. Most of the time, if a quarterback gets benched, he's not often given a second opportunity no. to get benched again. And when you look at the way he's playing, you look at the boneheaded interceptions, and he could have had two more, yep. or maybe even more than that, as the game went on, and ends the day with a quarterback rating of 27.8. Yeah. That's almost... I know kids who are playing Pop Warner football that could have outlasted Mac Jones yesterday. I Listen, I'm, I'm, I, I think you, you've kind of crystallized this situation eloquently. You know... Uh, I don't think Bill does not have any use for Mac Jones. Um, he has he's he's disparaged him and embarrassed him all season long. Like you said at the beginning of the, your last statement, he's been benched four times this year, and he trots him out. And and you and I mean and think about this. He he's a young kid. He still is. I know he's been in the league for a handful of years now. But, I mean, think about the lack of confidence that he must have, knowing that he's he's so going into Sunday's game, he'd already been benched and replaced three different times. Mm-hmm. Um, Belichick split the reps between Jones and Bailey Zappi during the week, which you just, I mean, you've got two guys who can't play the position. You've got to pick one of them. And, and it, you know, the quarterback is the most important person on the field. It's all about timing with his receivers. So basically what Bill did all week long leading up to this game, he cut each of their time preparation time in half. So neither of them had any idea who was going to start there's kind of a, 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 a miscommunication at the very least or an outright lie at the very most Belichick was asked when did you let uh, people know who the co- starting quarterback was going to be and he said late on Friday and Hunter Henry the tight end who's also one of the team captains was asked about it and he said I had no idea who the quarterback was going to be until I showed up here on Sunday morning. Yeah. I mean, you ju- that's no way to run an airline. You can't do that. And and Belichick's he's make he's he's making a big mistake with this. He just is. He's um he's showing no uh confidence in any quarterback. No. You know, they they But drop, you got to pick one back. They 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 wave Will Greer. You know, they've been moving Malik Cunningham back and forth the entire season. You know, he doesn't have the confidence to start Bailey Zappi, and he doesn't have any comp- confidence to keep Mac Jones in the game. It's like there are so many great quarterbacks in the NFL right now at this very moment that it almost makes it worse for a guy like Mac Jones. You know, when you see a guy like you know, you know, C.J. Stroud or, or you know, Josh Allen uh, yesterday or, or you know, any of these guys that are just you know, great young quarterbacks, and you look at Mac and you say, why are we doing this? Right. Why are we doing this to this? You feel bad for Mac. You feel because, bad for him. Because he's in a no-win situation. He the is. kid has an awful case of the yips, and it's never going to get better. It's not. But I bet you he starts next week. Well, I mean, I think you I think you have to have to start him. So, um Chris Mason at at mass at masslive.com, you know, right here in town. Yeah. Let me just read you something. It's it's the front page of Mass Live. He's he has a, an article about Bill Belichick and his um his view of the quarterback situation. Um 
in 2001 in November, Tom Brady was named the starter over Drew Bledsoe, and he said it was the most important decision uh, in the history of the franchise, and Belichick made it with conviction. Quoting now, Belichick, I don't think you can really get two quarterbacks ready. I think you get one ready, and that's what you have to do. We have to get one guy ready to play, and that's my responsibility on the football team. Words from Bill Belichick, and he's doing the complete opposite right now. We we talked about last week about how the league has changed. The players are, are, are different. They're not the way they were 20 years ago. Belichick is not changing with the times. He's he's just he's being Bill, and well, it's I it's think, it's costing him. You know, I actually I don't know if, if I totally agree with that. That's because, fine. So back 23 years ago. When he had to make that decision to to bench Bledsoe and play Brady, he knew what he had in Brady. Maybe not to the extent that Brady would succeed, because I don't. I mean, how can you possibly predict something like that? But yep. he certainly knew that there was a fire in Tom Brady that he clearly hasn't seen with either one of these two guys no. in 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 two and a half seasons. Yep. So you know, to me, it's like when you have different tools and you have better players and you've drafted better over the course of a number of years. I mean, there was a lot of great players on the Patriots teams back then, not yes. just in the uh, in the quarterback position, but you know, all over the field. Up and down. You don't really have that, no. apart from your running backs, who I think are playing well. Defense is playing halfway, you know, halfway decent. But other than that, you don't have a hell of a lot. And it's like, you know, the the best quarterback has to have something to throw to, and he has to have a co- a, a confident coach. And these guys don't have any of that stuff. No preparedness on a bye week. Are you serious? True. No preparedness. No communication. Nothing. A bye this week, Steve. Disgusting. This is what they were yelling about on the post game show. You yesterday. had you had two <laughs> weeks to get. But yeah. you know what? But here's here's the other thing too. And. and dude, you're right. It, this the problem with this team is way more than just the quarterback position however they were in they were in every single game this season except two they had Miami on the ropes on the road they were in yes if that I mean if that if that kid that rookie a 35 yard field goal you make that in your sleep you get into overtime and who knows what happens after that dude they're just a half a tick behind from beginning to end from the top of that organization to the bottom it's just yeah. It's it's an unmitigated disaster. Let's move on to the real news here over the weekend. Uh, former uh, WGGB sportscaster Caleb Burton was an ESPN sideline reporter during the UCLA game on Saturday night. Mm. Looking pretty fine. Here she is. I'm talking by. Yeah. yeah. And, and her dad. That's da- the real story. Oh, her da- that's, her that's dad. The full story. Her dad. Her dad, her dad is Steve Burton, who's been on the air in in Boston forever. Uh, sweet guy, and he's got a yeah. he's got a, a very uh, a very talented, a very very talented yes, yes, daughter. Very, very talented. Very talented. Very talented. <laughs> that's what that's what matters. Uh, Celtics are still playing strong. They're playing great. They won last night uh, despite having two of their starters uh, on the bench. They're they're 
hanging on still to the top record in the NBA at 13-4. and four. Bruins had a tough loss against New York, but uh, other than that, still strong. Yeah, they are. They're they're tied with the Rangers now for the top record in, in the league. You know, they lost to um, they lost to Detroit on Friday, uh, then to the Rangers on Saturday. So they're, I think this is their first two-game skid. They have Columbus tonight, but so we'll see what happens. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, no, uh, two weeks. Yeah, talk to you two weeks from now. I'm, I'm going to be away, and uh, I'm sure you guys will hold down the fort. I'm sure we'll figure out Just a way fine. to get through it without you. Yeah. All right, Scott Cohen at 724 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. There's a Honda for every holiday adventure. Whether it's taking in the lights with all your friends in a spacious Accord or taking in a snow day in a rugged CRV. Find your new Honda during Happy Honda Days. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get a 3.9% APR on a 2024 Honda Accord and 2024 CRV. Contact your local Honda dealer for a great deal today. See dealer for financing details. Big Y Express Fresh Market is proud to support the downtown Springfield community. Whether you're a commuter or resident, stop by this fresh market for all your goods on the go. Grocery essentials, fresh fruits and vegetables, meat, seafood, sushi, baked goods, and grab-and-go meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Checkout is fast and convenient with our My Express Checkout mobile app. Open daily, Big Y Express Fresh Market is conveniently located at Tower Square. It's uh, 727 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Rock 102 and Aquapump are giving you a chance to win a pair of tickets to see New England versus Kansas City and Foxborough on Sunday, December 18th. Second place is four tickets. Uh, go to rock102.com and sign up by the end of the day on December 10th for your chance to win. Your chance to win tickets to see, uh, see New England and Kansas City brought to you by Aquapump. And Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, the weather, do you want to know that or no? Sure. Uh, 48 today, 36 tomorrow, 37 right now. That's all I need to say. That's it. You, you can look outside and see what it's like out there. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just know it that uh, I'm I'm good with the cold uh, lately. The uh, cold has been uh, substantial, and I'm not really crazy about it. Even though you know it's weird. It's like the temperature will say 40, but it's been so damp and gross. Yeah, it feels like a million times colder. Yeah, it has been uh, pretty damp. Yeah, I don't like uh, that. Cold. Uh, I don't know. I kind of I kind of like a little frosty chill walking outside in the morning. You Wakes do? you right up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't need any of that. Uh, I will say we got news coming up next to Rock 102. All done with your shopping. It- 7.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thank you, Bax. We still have knowledge. You okay. Ready? Two people were arrested in Palmer after a tra- traffic stop for an expired registration on Sunday. Stake number one. Uh, according to the Palmer Police, on Sunday around 11.59, officers were monitoring traffic that was exiting the Mass Pike when a traffic stop was made for a vehicle that had an expired registration. Upon further investigation, officers located 111 grams of cocaine in the vehicle, along with 46 bags of heroin and fentanyl. The uh, occupants of the vehicle were identified as Lisa LaRoche of Palmer and Galen Woodward of uh, Wilbraham. Woodward was charged with trafficking cocaine, uh, over 100 grams, and possession with in- intent to distribute. And then uh, LaRoche was charged with uh, the same, but also conspiracy and uh, unregistered motor vehicle and license suspension. Okay, but so where's uh, mistake number two? Uh, carrying the 111 grams of fentanyl in your car. Oh, 
with with an expired registration. I see. Yeah. What uh, What do you mean conspiracy? You know, and they start asking you, what do you know about this uh, heroin? Well, I know that there was another shooter from a grassy knoll during JFK's assassination. I also know that the moon landing <laughs> happened <laughs> in a television studio. Yeah, yeah, and it was all done by, who was the director, wasn't it? Uh, it was somebody famous that they uh-huh. claim it was. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, it was Stanley Kubrick, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah. And the only reason why we know this for sure is because O.J. Simpson was standing right by the craft services table waiting to walk on for a roll. And he never got it. Yes. Instead, wow. all the all that footage was used in the film Capricorn One. Oh, somebody stabbed OJ in the back over that one, huh? Yes, he really felt stabbed in the back. <laughs> uh, LaRoche was charged back on July 5th with trafficking cocaine and several other distribution-related offenses and was released pending future court dates for this arrest. Mm. Huh. Mm. Well, there you go. Mm. Both Woodward and LaRoche are now held on $250,000 bail and are scheduled to be arraigned in Palmer District Court today. No, we don't uh, have any uh, uh, mugshot information on these uh, on these two individuals. No, but you know what? I'm gonna go look up the Facebook pages because that's usually uh, how that works, and I can see yeah what well, we're dealing with. I'm looking up uh, Galen Woodward. There's uh, one who lives in Albuquerque, but he's a pastor of a church. Yeah, I, mean, I don't but, think it's the same guy. Galen wasn't that the guy who sang the Dukes of Hazard theme song? No, 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 Steve. That was Waylon Jennings. No, no, no. That's what this guy was doing on the side of the highway when he was uh, getting arrested and throwing in the back of a squad car. No, no, no. He's that's you're thinking of wailing. I'm you're thinking. Of, I'm thinking of the uh, backup band for Bob Marley. No, no, that's the Whalers. Or no, is it Bob Marley? <laughs> yeah, the, the Whalers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, no, no. That's the hockey team. Uh, the old hockey team down in Hartford. No, no, no. Steve, that's the Hartford Whalers. I don't know. Where uh, I'm kind of stuck in that one. Uh. No, those are the things that you get uh, with the Valpac coupons every every month. No, no, Steve. Those are mailers. You're thinking of the uh <laughs> you're thinking of the uh, the author from the 1970s. Norman Mailer. No, no, that's Norman Mailer. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's your right. You're right. We're, we're really that. bad at this. Yeah, we we really got to get you know, practice makes perfect, Steve. No, I uh well, let's see. Let's see if we can do a quick uh Facebook uh search for these uh these folks. We like doing this on the air too, because everybody else. It's not as everybody else. Doing, let's see. Uh, let's see what. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's. Uh, I can't tell. There's a couple of them here. I'll have to go back and look, and, and I'll give you a full report later on what that what that looks like. Okay. Okay. Fair right. enough. Hey, a bear was caught snooping around a chicken coop in Central Mass this weekend while the homeowners were out of town. Homeowner says what? Oh, I see what you did there. Caitlin Hatch, who still lives on uh, Still River Road in Sterling, went to check on her chickens on her ring camera while her and her family were in Maine. That's when Hatch noticed a bear trying to break into the chicken coop in the early morning hours of Saturday, November 25th. We had a bear stop by to check on our chickens last night while we were in Maine, she joked in a Facebook post along with a picture of the bear. My husband kindly asked the bear to leave through our ring camera. Uh, no chickens were harmed. Uh, Zachary Azule. <laughs> was he expecting the bear was going to understand his commands? You leave now, bear. Hey, listen. Listen. You are in the wrong neighborhood, sir. 
This is not a perf- personal buffet. This is not foodie goodie. <sighs> remember foodie, foodie goodie? I do remember foodie goodie. It's now a liquor store. Now it's boozy woozy. Ooh, boozy woozy. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, boozy. <laughs> Uh, what's the, what was the other one? Uh, oh, the, the, the nip, nipple grill down in West Springfield. <laughs> I call it the nipple grill. It's Nippon. Nippon yeah. grill. Yeah. It's yeah, different. But, but nipple sounds funnier. It does. Yeah. But well, I don't think, I don't think they, uh, I don't think it's, that, that's them. Who wants, uh, who wants uh, a bunch of sodium and MSG all together in one place? Let's go to nipples. <laughs> I got a two for one at nipples. That would be a great name for a play. How come nobody's ever used that? I don't know. Welcome to Nipples. But it, it's not not a strip club. You know, it's not, not anything like that. Yeah. Nipples. Just nipples. Just nipples. Uh, our driveway ring camera went off today. My wife opened the video feed expecting to see an Amazon delivery driver or something. Uh, nope. A big black bear right out our door. Thankfully, we weren't home at the time. Azule uh, was also away in Maine, according to the comment he left on Hatch's post. Sterling police uh, told Mass Live they did not get any calls about bear sightings from the weekend, but that people often spot them on their ring cameras. Therefore, Hatch did not file any charges in relation to the bear's attempted break-in. Really? Really? You're trying it's to per- a bear. You're trying to uh, personify a bear. Bear didn't even have uh, legal representation. I mean, come on now. Well, you know, th- this is the thing. It's like, you know, why would you call the you, you know calling the the fish police on the bear? Right. Is going to get the bear shot because the bear because they once they see, I mean, this didn't interact with humans. It was trying to go after chickens, but once they have like an interaction with humans, then they're like, "Well, that bear needs to be shot." You know, we're trying to get the entire country together and try to, you know, separate our differences here. But when it comes to bears, we're like, you know what? Any bear that interacts with a human needs to be killed. Uh, Yogi and Boo Boo were able to interact with the ranger all the time and uh, nobody got killed. Nobody got hurt. No, that's actually a rather professional relationship. I, th- I think it's I think it's pretty insulting to the bear population. I think so, too. I mean, you know, he's just doing bear stuff. Yeah. Oh, you know, he's not. It's not like he's a like a, a squatter. You know, like he's you know he's, he's you know he's sitting on the couch and refuses to leave. It's he, nothing like that. And he left the coop alone. He was just sniffing. That's it. He's like, you know what? That reminds me of when uh, my mother and I were young, and uh, my mother killed a bunch of chickens in a coop and uh, yeah. brought home dinner for the rest of us. But uh, I can't do that. I, I I'm a much I have much more moral aptitude mm. now than my parents did. Be like the bear. If, be like the bear. Uh, recounted this story. You know, when I was young, uh, my mother and father and I uh, were just minding our business, uh, went for a walk, and then one day we come back home, and there's this little blonde girl sleeping in our bed, squatter, She's squatter, a squatter. Yeah. E- eating our porridge, I know. and uh, and frankly, uh, we were the as bears, we were the ones that suffered. This little girl, uh, you know, goes about a business, and then that's it. That's it. You know, she breaking and entering, stalking, you know, you know, yeah, all kinds of mischief. And where were the charges for this little girl? Well, see, wasn't they, even charged as an adult. This is why we need to do the bears a favor. They saved that little girl. They could have killed her, mauled her, and oh uh, yeah, pieces would, of her all over the woods. But certainly would have been within their right. All they wanted was the girl to come back and play with their kid because they're like they're single parents. They don't have. There's no other bear family in the woods out there. Yeah, it was just uh, them. They're the only ones with a child. 
Now, Every other th- ones are bachelor bears out there in the woods. I got to tell you, if I come into, if I'm at home and I go, go and, and some kid has eaten my porridge, I got to put my mouth on a, on a, on a, on a bowl of porridge that's been, you know, yeah. tampered with by a little girl. Please. You know, you know what? All they wanted was for their little cub bear to have a friend to play with, to go out in the woods and play, to get away for a few hours so mama and papa bear yeah. could serve up a hot bowl of porridge to each other. Instead, they got this little interloper breaking and entering. Yeah. Listen, I just want some alone time with your mom here. You're with us all the time. She's a bilf. <laughs> She's... I think it would be gilf because of the grizzly thing. Nah, I don't it? know. Yeah, I, don't I don't know, know. what kind of bear we're talking about here. Well, let's just assume they're let's just assume they're grizzly bears. <laughs> you know, grizzly bears usually want to kill people. Yeah, then it's a grilf. Yeah, but uh, you know, but but they back off. Right. They back off when if they if they can if they can be alone together for yeah. a little while, right. make their own porridge. You know, I'm sure that Papa Bear was like, "I got a bowl of hot porridge for you." Uh, we'll spray it and all over the like, place. Oh, it's just right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we'd get there. I knew yeah, we would get yeah, to the yeah, end. Yeah, I knew yeah, the finish yeah, line yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, the planning board of Westfield on November 21st approved an application by the Allen Tree Farm LLC for a special permit and site plan to open a disc golf course on North Road. Disc golf? Yeah. Uh, Robert Levesque of R. Levesque Associates told the board the uh, Allen family owns a beautiful property off the road. It actually is a very nice piece of property. Sure it is. It's a really cool old like farmhouse and all that stuff there. It consists of a strip that starts at North Road and approximately a 100-acre rectangle in the back. A tree farm already exists on the land and will continue to operate alongside the course. Levesque said maintaining a large piece of land can be burdensome. The disc golf course will allow the Allens to offset the cost of owning a property they don't intend to develop. Andy Allen said the course would prevent them from selling the property. I, I You know what? I'm always, obviously, when you run a farm, you're probably not making a whole lot of money. And you have all this land to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is a great idea, you know, to, you know, make, do a side hustle here. But how many people are into disc golf that you would sustain enough business? Like, like I, maybe I'm just ignorant to the fact of, like, I've never heard of anybody going, yeah, I want to go play some disc golf. No, I mean, there's a, there's a couple places around the area that, that have got it. I just, I don't know if it's a, if it's a real big money-making opportunity for a landowner. Mm-hmm. Not nearly like... Selling it to to uh to build uh you know properties on condos or some sort of you know housing development. Well, I'm glad they're not doing that. Yeah, here because it it really is a nice area. It's like it's like the Wybin section of of Westfield, right? Very rural and uh, lots of farms around there. You know, it is a nice section. So you would ruin it if you started putting up more developments. But you're gonna have a bunch of hippies playing uh you, you know, frisbee out there. You know, in between hacky sacks and. Uh, you know, throwing uh, frisbees into a basket. Yeah, I'd rather have hippies doing that than building a big condo or, a, or another neighborhood that we don't need. I don't think you spend enough time with hippies. Oh, believe me, I do. Have you ever ridden in the uh, Barry Krieger uh, Grateful Dead Channel uh, vehicle before? <laughs> no, we've yeah. always taken separate vehicles. Yeah, that's a, that's a ride everybody should take I at bet. some point in their life. You will be blown away, my friend. Every every ride in this car is a long, strange trip. That's right. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today 
is going to be uh, partly cloudy with a high of 48. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 36. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. How does it feel to be... Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 750. And Blue Oyster Cult with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, partly cloudy today with a high of 48. Tomorrow, partly cloudy with a high of 36. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Now, I know you got something to do here, right? Yeah, but I mean, we got plenty yeah. of time to kill. Well, I just wanted to mention something if I could. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it seems the comedian, remember the, there was a comedian at the Westfield Police Department who was writing all kinds of funny stuff uh, as far as reports were yeah. back. Like, And it only lasted for a very short period of time. And then they were back to being, you know, serious, Real serious, serious yeah. uh, police officers and stuff like that. Wow. The humor is back again, my friends. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have a picture of a uh, of a firefighter uh, holding a dog that he they obviously they found this dog, but here's the post: This small white dog, not the fireman, was found in the area of 1780 Granville Road. Uh, due to the dog not meeting Dalmatian requirements, the Westfield Fire Department transported the dog to the Westfield Police Department and is now safe and sound at the Westfield Animal Control and Shelter. Please contact the animal control if that dog is yours. Thanks so much. Wow. Wow. Uh, lots of laughs in that one. Man, I'll tell you what. Not meeting Dalmatian requirements. I see what you did there because firefighters <laughs> usually have a Dalmatian at the firehouse, which I haven't seen one in probably a movie. They yeah. Came. Well, it is to laugh. You know, when I think of uh, great police work and uh, and writing, I think like, you know, Tom Clancy or yeah. you know something like that where, you know, he was a cop and decided, yeah, yeah the hell with being a cop. I want to write. That's all I want to do is write stuff other than yeah, tickets. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, Tom Clancy becomes like this this big crime you know police writer and then then you got this guy this guy right here very clearly wants to be the next John Steinbeck and uh yeah here he is talking about a dog well I gotta tell you I'm glad that dog was saved regardless of how you decided to write about it in in very serious prose i thought this was a very uh, heartwarming story thank well, well this is a this is this guy whoever this i don't know if it's a guy or a gal who's writing this material you're right i shouldn't i shouldn't be gender specific right but uh they're they're writing they're writing uh, mike mccabe five minutes for the uh for the inauguration <laughs> we got we got a whole five minutes on bridges yeah and, yeah. and traffic downtown and poor roads Potholes. Have you seen these things? Oh my God! This place, <laughs> and the speed limit says thirty-five. Is that is that the law or a dare? It's good. It's the best stuff. That, yeah. Hey, Rock One and Two is welcoming the Rolling Stones to Gillette Stadium at, Fo- at Foxborough on uh, May thirtieth. Ever see the Rolling Stones? No, I've never seen the Rolling Stones. I have seen the Rolling Stones. Did you? I which, fell asleep during the Rolling Stones. What? What tour was that? Uh, I don't remember which one it was, but they played the uh, they played in Hartford and we all went as a staff. All went to uh, all the jocks got together to go see the Rolling Stones. And, wow. And I went and and was so tired by the by nine o'clock at night when they went on that uh, I fell asleep and then realized uh, Keith Richards has got more stamina than me. Yeah. 
He still does. I know. That's what's amazing about it. Anyway, Rock 102 wants to uh, send you uh, to the show. You go to rock102.com. Uh, you click on contest for your chance to win a pair of tickets. We'll choose a winner on December 4th. It's your chance to see the Rolling Stones live from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Now, here's the so, other thing. So you're not... What? Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Say We're me. not giving a pair away right now. We're no, just... I'm, I'm actually going to give a pair away right now. Oh. I yeah, we were just giving the chance to give. A no, I'm ticket. I'm telling you, there's okay. other ways to win. I mean, oh. you could you could go on to rock102.com, go on to the contest page for your chance to win. Or here's the uh, here's what I got for you. Yeah, I got a pair of tickets. Yeah. to see the Rolling Stones at Gillette Stadium, May 30th. Those tickets go on sale Friday. I'm giving you a chance to win them before you can buy them. Well, let's spend the night together and get caller ten, my friend. Look at you, man! Like you're like you're weaving like Betsy Ross over there. And caller nine's gonna have his nineteenth nervous breakdown. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's getting nowhere fast. Yeah. Uh, good luck to you. Two nine three one zero two one. It's about seven fifty five on Rock one zero two. And now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel Craftsman, Aaron's Plus Battery Powered Ego. Hey, good morning, Jesus. Good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I'll be honest, I don't have enough hours in my daily busy schedule to rip through the NFL record books so I can find the most obscure statistics imaginable. Sure, I'd love to be able to have certain facts and figures readily available, but there's a chance that the information that I'm looking for might not even be available simply because it happens so rarely. But after being benched four times in just 11 games, I have to believe that Mac Jones of the Patriots might just be the most bench quarterback in NFL history. Now, I know it's not exactly as sexy as 11 conference championships or the six Lombardi trophies sitting on Robert Kraft's mantle, but being benched four times has to be an NFL milestone, a record untouched by even some of the most disastrously ineffective quarterbacks in NFL history. Is Mac Jones that bad? No, but he isn't that good either. Let's look at the numbers compared to the other 49 quarterbacks who have played this season in the NFL. When it comes to completed passes, Mac Jones ranked number 18 with 224 completions. In completion percentage, he ranks number 19 with 64.9%. When it comes to interceptions, though, he is the second-ranked quarterback in the NFL. That's only because Josh Allen of the Bills and Sam Howell of the Commanders are in a two-way tie for 13 interceptions apiece. Mack is right behind both of them with 12. But when it comes to being benched, there isn't a single starting quarterback in football that can hold a candle to what Mac Jones has been able to achieve this season. And there are six games left to go. Sure, based upon your typical paradigm, getting benched is a sign that the team and your coaches have completely lost confidence in your abilities, whereas I have not lost any confidence that Mac Jones, if he ever gets another chance to start for the Patriots, will get benched during that game too. And I can't think of a single time that something like this has ever happened in the league's 103-year-long history. Because typically speaking, most quarterbacks in the NFL only have to get benched once to destroy their careers. Mac Jones is now at number four. And in my mind, that's really impressive. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, I'm looking at the Craftsman 2.5-gallon wet-dry vac. 20 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. You can find it in the flyer in the store. You can pick it up at the Rocky's website or in the Rocky's app. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips. I'm back. That's my view from the couch.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 8.09 in Foreigner with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Partly cloudy today with a high of 48. Tomorrow, partly cloudy with a high of 36. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. You, um, when you were young. And my heart was an open book. You know you did. You did. You, you did. did. You, you know did. you did it. Yeah. Uh, did you ever go out drinking like the night before Thanksgiving? You know, to the I, bars. You see that that that's the thing. I I never really got to experience that because uh, I was always working. I had always had mm. a job that I had to be at somewhere, and I I could never go out with my friends on the Thanksgiving Eve. My my days off were like Mondays, and yeah. Tuesdays. Uh, so I I never I never had the experience of going out and getting plowed on uh, Thanksgiving Eve. Oh geez, I did, boy. Ooh, yeah. boy, there were some day there were some years where I just didn't think I was coming home. That was it was that good. Yeah, well, I, I know, like uh, you know, you, you talk to like the old timers at the Elks Club, mm-hmm. and they tell you like. Oh yeah, we used to have Thanksgiving morning hours, uh, which we had to shut down because all the wives were complaining <laughs> that the guys weren't coming home till three or four in the afternoon. Uh, you know, and getting the uh, ruining Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, apparently on Wednesday night at the Kowloon in uh, in Saugus. Oh, the comedy club. The, yeah, the comedy club. I mean, it's very much like the uh, the Hukilau used right, to be. Right, right, the right. Delicious Asian cuisine and uh, and comedy. Right, it was the same company that hires the comedians that hired for the Hukilau. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I've been to the Hukilau, but I've even been to the Kowloon, not on a comedy night, though. And i got to tell you, I have never seen a fist fight at either place. No. <clears throat> I don't think I ever have. See, to me, like the poo-poo platter is like a like a, a sign of, of peace and understanding. Absolutely. I will have a piece of this, I will have a piece of that, and I will put it all over the, the little uh, little you know thing on fire in the middle of it. Even General So. Is like uh, he was a pacifist. Yeah, he was. He was yeah. like uh, everybody needs to come together. A uh, wild brawl broke out of the Chinese restaurant in Massachusetts on Wednesday, turning the family dining establishment to an amateur WWE ring that has left at least one man bloody. Now I've seen the uh, the video of this. A fight ignited uh, in the bar of the Kowloon when the the eatery was packed mm-hmm. on uh, with on Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah, the video posted to social media shows uh, portions of the fight. In which uh, one man, uh, whose face is all bloody, was uh, was caught in a headlock by another guy, while two women attempted to break them apart before a glass bottle apparently got thrown and shattered on top of the two men who were who were fighting. In a separate uh, video, a police officer tackles one of the fighters to the ground in an attempt to break up the brawl. Uh, six August police were assigned to the restaurant Wednesday night. They needed six to break this up, All right. rushed inside and de-escalated the chaotic brawl. Uh, the Kowloon is a uh, family-friendly restaurant, as many people already know. Massachusetts State Troopers arrived a short time later, stayed at the scene to disperse the crowd of like uh, almost like 1,200 people, many of which hadn't even gotten into the restaurant at that point. They were waiting to get inside, only to find out that there was a fist fight making it very difficult to get a table. Are you sure this wasn't a dysfunctional family uh, restaurant? I don't believe so. Every time I've been to yeah. the uh, the Kowloon, it has always been a very special, uh, family friendly time. I mean, and, uh, you know, it's right before Thanksgiving. Sounds like uh, when my dad used to start uh, pre, pre his pre Thanksgiving gaming meal. I've never seen a fight in a restaurant uh, that required six police. I mean, I've seen little uh, dust ups here and there. We almost got into one in New York many years ago. Uh. I think I told you this story years ago. Uh, 
You remember Jimmy's Pub over in 16 Acres? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy's Pub, and you know, and anytime you, you know, you know, they didn't really have much there at at Jimmy's. Right. You know, you ask, uh, you ask Jimmy for something like, uh, "Hey, uh, Jimmy, you're out of toilet paper in the bathroom. You go across the street. You know, he tell you to go across <laughs> the street to the Pride Station to get more toilet paper or whatever you want. Right. Uh, Jimmy, you don't got any potato chips. You go across the street. You know that kind of thing. And then the, he sold it, and it turned into this place called Alibis. Do you remember that place? <laughs> Right, I do. Right, yes. so, so I, you know, that that was like kind of the local hot spot. You know, on a Friday, Saturday night, you could always go in there and you know have a club scene going on there because they always had a DJ or live music or something going on there. Right. But then uh, I went in there uh, Sunday night uh, with a, a young lady I was dating years ago, and uh, we sat down and uh, we ordered a drink and we sat down at one of the tables. Now they had these mirrors all along the the wall so you could see pretty much everything where no matter where you were sitting sure and as i'm sitting there i i see these uh these two uh young lads start getting in a scuffle right yeah so then uh, all of a sudden somebody's uh, fist goes into the guy's face and then blood sp- spurts out <laughs> Not, not not like you know like in a horror film, but not like not like a, like a Tarantino well, film. Well, first of all, fights are never like they are on television. It's not like you know the where you're hearing you know the the smacking and all that yeah. stuff. Like, somebody just usually gets their ass kicked, and and this guy got his ass kicked, and he was getting his ass kicked, and the blood splatter then went into my drink, went into her drink. Oh, uh, yeah. And then we get up because these two guys are still going at it. And I uh, bravely take my date and grab her by the side of the arms and put her in front of me. Like a human shield. Like a human shield. Well, yeah, that, it, it, to which, yeah, you couldn't be helped. To which she turns around and goes, what are you doing? And I said, they're not going to hit a lady. That they, relationship didn't last very long after that. Really? I, yeah, was, yeah. I think that's, that was that's what killed it. That was kind of the uh, the uh, yes. My uh, my knight in shining armor is just an idiot in tinfoil. Is what he is. <laughs> you know, that's what it comes down to. So I have seen yeah. the 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 fight happen. Yeah, uh, I think it only required maybe two Springfield police cruisers to the scene, not six. Six plus yeah. uh, state cops too. So, so that must have been a pretty damn big fight. Well, I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the video of the fight and uh you know i mean these two dudes are are getting into it and and they're big fellas i mean they're yeah this is the kind of thing where you where you take your scorpion bowl and try to find another place to go yeah you know you, you with both hands obviously you can't grab one with with uh with just one you know you grab your scorpion bowl your zombies and those little uh those little uh, fried wontons that are oh, so yeah, delicious yeah, love those so good they're so good so good anyway uh yeah six cops to settle this dust up. Now I don't know I don't know what started it. And no one is talking about, you know, whether this was a poo poo platter incident or, you know, someone didn't get oh. someone didn't get the right amount of gravy with their egg foo young. You know, you just you don't even know. All yeah. I gotta imagine is wonder what the uh what the the fortune cookie said. It said uh, you will be experiencing some extreme pain later this evening. And they were <laughs> right. It says duck. Oh yeah, yeah, right. duck. yeah, not try the duck, just, just duck. Just duck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hit the deck and duck. Oh, it was right. Yeah, I knew what I was doing. I um, I I, I never got into a bar fight. I've oh, all, I have. No, I've I've never been the kind of guy that caused enough disruption in a yeah. bar setting 
to be either the recipient or the initiator of a fist fight. Well, it's I've never al- been me. I've always been the recipient. I've never been you know the why? instigator. Why? Because you're a you're a big fella. You're a big burly barrel chested man. And there are sometimes I don't know if you ever experienced this. There are dudes in a bar who suddenly feel like the amount of alcohol they consume mm-hmm. is commensurate with the amount of muscles that yeah. are in their arms. And they have to fight because it's the only way that they can express all of their uh, aggression and their small penis. My one and only bar fight that I would... Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. It, it's prowess. It's showing off you're a man. That's kind of what it is. Uh, my one and only bar fight uh, took place when I was 19 years old at the Monkey Bar in South Amboy, New Jersey, which mm-hmm. uh, used to be in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the most watering holes within a square mile. So yeah. you can see what kind of what kind of mentality is down there. And uh, this was a night uh, where I was with my brother who, um, you know, was obviously getting me in underage to a lot of these places uh, mm-hmm. throughout the area. And, uh, you know, I'm we had started uh, at 11 a.m. Uh, walking around after the parade, uh, the big the big St. Patrick's Day parade. Sure. And then uh, and then con- continuing to drink all day long. And now it's midnight. So it's. A good 12 hours of drinking. But I'm sure you paced yourself. Oh, yeah, I paced myself. I said, listen, we got we to gotta suck down three here because it's another 50 feet to the other bar. <laughs> We're going to drink yeah. one beer every 15 minutes until we pass out. Then it's one beer every 30 minutes. And I go, I go uh, I'm go. i walking around. You know, his friends are there and his girlfriend's there. And, you know, we're, we're there as a group, but we're all separated because we're all talking to different people. I don't even know anybody. I'm just walking around trying to introduce myself. Sure. Hi, I'm Steve. I go to community college up in Massachusetts, <laughs> right? Uh, Holyoke Community. Have you heard of that? Yeah, place? really? You're, you're trying to do a flex in front of these chicks. <laughs> like, nobody cares. All right, so you go. I'll so, have a degree in just two years. Yeah, how about that, huh? Uh, so I start talking to this uh, young lady who was uh, a little easy on the eyes, or was after 12 hours of drinking anyway, and I said, uh, hey, how's it going? And, and without even, I didn't even get like a hi, how are you yeah. kind of thing. I just got this uh, short little guy who is stacked like Arnold Schwarzenegger who says, what are you talking to my girlfriend for? Oh, boy. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm not talking to you. And before I could even explain anything, pow, 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 right in the face. Really? Like, this guy hits me like multiple times. I'm bleeding. My lips is cut. My yeah. nose is bleeding, and I'm like, I I need to get out of here. I need to leave. <laughs> so he, you know, he stops the pummeling, and then I go outside, and there's my brother talking with his girlfriend out on the street. Yes, and he looks at me, and he goes, "What the hell happened to you?" And I said, "This guy has kicked my ass inside." And he goes, "Where is he? Let's go get him." <laughs> He comes storming inside, and of course I go with him, and yeah. then I point out to the guy who it is, and then my brother just starts going after the guy, and bef- and I don't even know what happened. There was no physical altercation between him and my brother. It was right. a lot of yelling back and forth. My brother was a very tall guy, so he kind of stood over this guy, which was a little bit more intimidating, I think, and I think, and all of a sudden, this guy's buying us drinks. Like within within like ten minutes, like all of a sudden we had this peace pipe. I got dried blood coming down my chin. Yeah, 
which uh, doesn't wash off with a Bud Light, by the way. That doesn't. <laughs> that uh, you can't. You can't. No, you, just it you just makes your face orange. Yeah, you can't bathe with that. Yeah. Uh, but that was the one and only bar fight I was in, and uh, man, I hurt for days after that. Did I ever tell you about the uh, the, dif- the diffused potential bar fight? I well, we almost got into me and a buddy of mine almost got into it at the University of Miami of Ohio in yeah. Oxford, Ohio. Did you ever tell you about this no, story? No, no, no. Years ago, we went on a road trip. Me and my uh, my roommate, this guy Jay, mm-hmm. and uh, and Jay and I, you know, his his he had a friend that went to uh, Miami of Ohio, and we went, and you know, it's a big football school, and uh, we went to a bar, and it was me, Jay, uh, his friend, and another friend, and uh, the four of us were going to go to this bar, and there was this kid, little, you, you know, uh, not a young kid, but he was probably a little bit underage. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Dudes, my brother is on the football team. Could you, could you just let me sneak by you on the way in when they check your IDs?" Right. And we're like, "Yeah, dude, that's fine." Yeah. So the four of us, like, like a tight group, we get in. Little kid sneaks in right behind all of us and gets into the bar. So we got this kid into the bar. He was very grateful. All right. As the uh, the evening progresses and we are continuing to drink alcoholic beverages, like like most college students do, at a right. very fast clip. Uh, my buddy Jay starts uh, dancing with this girl, uh, you know, at the at the club, and they're dancing and everything is cool and you know we're standing around and we're drinking it with his uh, with his two friends. Was her name Linda Lou by any chance? No, no. But anyway, uh, at some point, this lunk-headed idiot comes up to my friend Jay, pushes him on the shoulder, and says, "Yo, dude, you're dancing with my girl." And you know, Jay's like one of these guys. Like the more he gets drunk, the more um, belligerent he gets, but in a funny way. Like it's like he starts, you know, wow. he starts like mugging, like me dancing with your girl. It's like you know, just, <laughs> yeah. just really mugging on, mugging on up. Funny to him, now, not really funny to other people. So this guy wanted to beat the living crap out of Jay, right? But this kid that we snuck in, you know, he said he was a, a brother, of one of the football players. Well, he wasn't lying. Mm-hmm. So he tells. Some of the football players, hey, these guys who help get me get in, uh, you know, are about to get into a big fight. So all of a sudden, there's like twelve Division One college football players standing behind me and Jay, and I've never seen a guy back down from a fight faster than this guy did. Well, and very adding. and very much like the guy who punched you in the mouth. Yeah. He wound up buying all of us drinks because yeah, I think he realized that if I screw with these guys, I'm yeah. going to get killed well, by the football players. And at the time, my brother was much younger and much more spry and probably yeah. could kick those this guy's ass, but he didn't have to. It was, it was very, pure intimidation. It was very much like when, uh, like an animal house. You mind if we dance with your date? You yeah. know? Like, no, no, we no. encourage that kind of thing. Please go right ahead, you know? <laughs> So not a single punch thrown, but it got very, very ugly for a hot second well, until you, the uh, the uh, Miami of Ohio football team saved our lives. See, I still got beaten. We just got lucky. I guess so. Just that one, you know, every, a perfect storm. This is why I don't go out on Thanksgiving Eve. <laughs> <laughs> it's 824 on Rock 102. Rock 102. Connecticut. 
It's uh, 826 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, partly sunny today with a high of 48. Tomorrow, more, more of the same with a high of 36. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, you heard us talking about it before. I want to thank everybody that uh, participated in this year's Mayflower Marathon, everyone who donated, all of our volunteers, all of our sponsors, uh, everyone that came out to uh, to just say hi. And there were plenty of people who did just that. This uh, We obliterated uh, every record that we ever uh, that we ever thought was possible, filling over five trailers with uh, with food and raising, and this is not even this is not an official number. We'll find out more either uh, today or tomorrow. Two hundred twenty four thousand three hundred seventy one dollars, all going to the open pantry. Uh, it, it's it's huge, and it'll go a long way to helping families in need throughout great, the Greater Springfield area for months to come. So thank you very much for making this the most successful Mayflower Marathon. In 30 years. Yes, that was uh, quite the uh, quite the display of uh, community togetherness. I got to tell you, and, I, and, I, and I'm saying this in, in complete sincerity, when the broadcast ended on, on Wednesday, and this is like around you know 9.50 something in the morning, and we had that, that number, which at the time was 217,000, um, I had a hard time getting through that break. I legitimately got choked up, and if you there's video out there, I don't know if you can if you can see it or but but I had a hard time uh, getting through that because I was I was just like so overwhelmed by what had happened in just the last hour and a half yeah. of it, and it was just it was just amazing to be a part of it. So thank you to all that uh, participated and helped making this a great event. I'm still going with the uh, the greatest moment of that event is when I asked Richie Neal if he'd be my porn accountability partner. And he said I'd get somebody on that. <laughs> I'll get someone on that. After he stopped laughing hilariously. And, yeah, and I, you know what? All weekend long, haven't heard a phone phone call from yeah. Richie Neal. Yeah. 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 Hey, you know what did happen? What? Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, from the Patriots showed up on Monday night. Yeah. And he said that um, on, on Monday night, how can I donate? Well, we said, well, you can, you know, we're, we're looking for uh, you know, non-perishable foods. We'll take cash or you can pay online. And Juju said, I'll make an online donation. Well, but he was being recorded by a video camera, too. They were doing some sort of like skit or something where he was yeah. pretending to be a bartender or I don't know what the final product is going to be like that. But So, uh, so you know, Monday night uh, rolled around, still no donation from uh, from Juju. Tuesday morning, still no uh, you know donation from Juju. Same thing uh, Tuesday when- afternoon, Tuesday night. Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning, he finally does it. Because I'm thinking at this point, uh, We're, we've lost this would that. not be the first ball he's dropped this this season. Oh. Uh, but no, Juju made a very nice donation to the Mayflower Marathon. thousand bucks from Juju Smith-Schuster. Hey, that's, not too uh, bad. that's pretty awesome. I mean, I mean, even after the performance yesterday. even Well, he did make one catch. That was well, good. He got one. He got one, and then he had no chance of catching the other because the ball was uh, thrown poorly. But nevertheless, so uh, thanks to him and thanks to MGM for uh, for bringing him over. That was a big surprise. We had no idea he was coming. Hey, thanks to everybody who uh, who helped out. Every single person that uh, came down, donated, whether whether you even uh, like one can or a thousand cans, uh, we appreciate every single one of you. And you know, if you're looking to uh, to donate uh, throughout the year, uh, do it because after nine months or so, all of this food that we've uh, <laughs> that we've uh, given them will run out. And they're always looking for uh, volunteers, always looking for uh, support. 
So if you can help out the open pantry, please do. It does run out. That's why we have to do this every year. And uh, we're happy to do it. It's just uh, they still need the support all year round. So uh, set up a set up a direct deposit kind of thing yeah. once a month. Easy to Ten do. Ten bucks. It's uh, 8.30. We have news next on Rock 102. A 99 Restaurants Online exclusive this Monday. 8.33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Naples Home Buyers. They buy homes as is and offer solutions to any problems. Naples Home Buyers is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Belchertown Police and Mass State Police carried out safety inspections of all school buildings yesterday after receiving an anonymous and vague email. According to the Belchertown Police, the email contained threatening language that compromised all schools on Monday. No issues were found after the inspections, but... There will be an increased police presence today within the district and throughout this coming week. The department said there is no evidence of a specific or credible threat to the Belchertown Public Schools. But it is getting close to the end of the quarter, and these kids uh, don't want to take tests sometimes. Yeah, you know what? That's still that's not a good plan. It's not a good plan at all. I know. I know there are some kids that don't want to go to school uh, today. I know they may have a a big test or exam, but this is no way to go about getting out of it. Uh, busy weekend for Thanksgiving out in Palmer. Two people were arrested after a traffic stop uh, for an expired registration on Sunday, according to the Palmer police. At around 11.59, officers were monitoring traffic that was exiting the Mac- Mass Pike when a traffic stop was made for a vehicle that had an expired registration. Upon a further investigation, officers located 111 grams of uh, cocaine in the vehicle, along with 46 bags of heroin and fentanyl. Do you think that, you know, like everybody else does, hey, it's 11-11, make a wish. Do you think, like, when the cops go, ooh, it's 111 grams, make a wish? I don't know if they do, but maybe. Who knows? Oh, I mean, that's a that's a weird, you know, uh, amount of uh, fentanyl. What j- leaps out at me, though, Steve, mm-hmm. is, okay, the driver of this car, and I don't know who uh, whose car this was, <clears throat> if they were going to be transporting uh, drugs. Mm-hmm. They had one job to do. Yes, they had bring one. the drugs to your destination in a vehicle with a proper registration. Yes, that was the one thing they needed to do. The occupants of the vehicle were identified as Lisa LaRoche of Palmer and Galen uh, Woodward of Wilbraham. Woodward was charged with trafficking cocaine and possession with intent to distribute uh, unregistered motor vehicle, and LaRoche was charged with uh, trafficking 100-plus grams of cocaine and license suspension, unregistered motor vehicle, and mm-hmm. uh, failing to go to the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge in order to not get into a situation like this. Some of the biggest mistakes you can make in their life is not uh, enrolling now. We've had a couple of dropouts. They don't want to pay the tuition. What is the tuition? Uh, I don't know, six bucks and a bottle of Evan Williams. Simple. Yeah. Who couldn't afford? Yeah. Who couldn't afford that? Uh, How can you afford not to go? Well, that's what I'm saying. You, knowledge is there for you. It's it's a school for all. If you do a side by side cost analysis, I think you'll find that spending the money, what you're talking about right there, mm-hmm. actually is a whole lot less expensive than trying to defend yourself in court or, you know, paying for your unregistered vehicle and also to fight uh, the drug charges against you. Yeah, but. That can be very costly. Costly, but uh, it's, again, cheaper to go to school. Always cheaper to go to school. So true. 
And another Palmer man was arrested for allegedly waving a loaded firearm while standing on top of a storage container. According to the department, officers were sent to the area of North Main Street and Holbrook Street for a man uh, for a report of a man waving a firearm while standing on a roof. When officers arrived, they found the man, who was later identified as Jonathan Lawallen of Palmer, on top of the storage container. When officers investigated further, they found a loaded firearm in a gutter near the container. The loaded firearm was stolen. The Lawallen is not licensed. He also had uh, suspected crack cocaine and heroin and fentanyl on him. Lawallen was charged with unlawful possession of a firearm. He, uh, like a list of charges, he's in custody and will be arraigned in Palmer District Court today. How did they get him down? That's what I want to know. Um, I don't know. Was there some sort of negotiator? See, this is the problem I have with the 22 news. Is that they don't ask questions. Like, yeah. how did the guy get up there? Was there a ladder on the side of the container? Or did he just, like, uh, was he on some, like, coke crack binge where he just went crazy and could climb up walls like Spider-Man? You know? Like, I, keep, I keep thinking of like the like the uh, the negotiator that Larry Miller played. You come down here, or I'm going to put both of my thumbs in your eye sockets. Yeah, I think that's probably how that works. Yeah, and the guy goes, "Oh, oh okay, well, <laughs> I'll calmly come down, sir." Well, if you found a loaded gun in a, in a gutter, see, this is what I'm saying. Like, how do you know the guy had the gun in his hand? All yeah, these they, questions. They, I think I think the uh, the local press. Um, just gets the information that the police give them, and they don't inquire into any of these other details, the kinds of details that viewers really want to know. Yeah. Like, how'd you get that guy down? I mean, it's like you know, like you know, getting a cat down from a tree. You open up a can of Friskies, or or you do it like this, where you we open up a bag full of tackies and see if he comes down. No, you know what it is? In Palmer, it's a reverse carnival game. You know how you have to try to knock down cans with a softball? Yeah. Well, now you throw full natty daddies at him <laughs> and see if he can kn- knock the bozo off the container. That's how they do it out there. And he keeps catching them. That's, yeah. the, that's the problem. You know, he's got the hands going. He had dry, That's how he dropped the gun. Well, no guy from Palmer's going to drop a beer, that's yeah. for sure. Well, yeah, the cop goes, no, really. heads up, you know, and he catches the one. And that's when he catches the one. Yeah. He doesn't have time to catch the second one, so you got to throw the these are, these are like This is, should be Marty Caproni's uh, carnival game. Uh, <laughs> you know, because he was <laughs> telling us how to win the carnival games. Yeah. This should be part of that. You know, maybe Mac Jones should be throwing up bottles of Natty Daddies in the field next game. Hey, you know what? Probably get a better, uh, better, better result, that's better for sure. Better result than he's got now. So, well, this guy's, he's he's done. Uh, it's been an, here's another story from 22 News. The top cheeseburger joint in Massachusetts. Oh, my God. It's been estimated that the average American eats approximately 60 burgers per year. And if that sounds high, it's likely because most of those burgers weren't so memorable. To rectify the issue, Yelp's an uh, analyst recently set out to determine the top cheeseburger restaurant in every state using data obtained from Yelp's community of online reviewers. The final list features something for folks in all corners of the country, from the meaty shores of Myrtle Beach to the cheesy plains of Wichita and beyond. Okay. The top places for cheeseburger in every state as determined by Yelp can be found here. And, uh, you know, we go down, all the way down to Massachusetts the knack in Hyannis. The knack in Hyannis. Yeah. Now, let me tell you something. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I took the kids over to the Autumn Mist Farm. Yes. And I had a black and blue burger. 
Yes. I don't know what that guy's doing to the food over there, but it is probably one of the best damn, like, full-on cheeseburgers I ever had. Like, it's just the flavor of it. It's bursting with flavor. Mm-hmm. Listen, I love a good White Hut burger, but I'm talking, th- those are different. Those are those are more like, they call them sliders, I guess you would call. They're smaller. They're, Not as, they're, 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 they're big enough slider. But I'm talking about the real handmade, you know, well, put together uh, burger with the toppings on it. Well, you remember when that guy brought like a whole box of food over yeah, here? Yeah, he brought all the different burgers that they had. He had breakfast sandwiches, burgers, and hot dogs. And you know what? I had a burger, and yeah. I had to tell you, it was exceptional. Not it, just good, exceptional. Yeah, it, it's like, it, I don't know when they put these lists together who they're asking. And clearly, you know, Hyannis wins because... I don't know. Maybe a lot of people in Hyannis voted or something like that. But when you Hyannis. have a, if you had a real competition of all the burger joints in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. I would say that Autumn Mist would probably come in the top three. Like it's that good. And if you haven't had it yet, I highly recommend you go over there and get one of those. Well, you know, I got to tell you, uh, you know, when a burger is good, it's like the best thing you can eat. I, I I love a good burger, but, you know, when it's just, you know, okay, mm. but when someone's doing it right, yeah, when they're really doing it right, when the meat is seasoned and it's cooked properly and it's made with love and, uh, and attention, I I tip my hat off to that guy. Who, who doesn't uh, have, who doesn't love love and attention when it comes to food, you know? It's that's the, so That's true. what you definitely need. You yeah. know, my mother used to say that. Hey, mom, why is this, uh, these stuffed peppers taste so good? Because I made them with love. Yeah, I, I, yeah, sure. Or you made them with gr- ingredients that didn't spoil yet. And then my dad would just, because I made it with bourbon. Ah! By the way, a, a burger doesn't have to have a billion things on top of it to be delicious. That's, this is what I'm talking about. This was three simple, this wasn't even like a, like a slice of cheese. It was blue cheese, cr- yep. crumbles of blue cheese, and a piece of bacon, or a couple pieces of bacon. That's all you needed. You didn't need, uh, you know, the stack it high with fried eggs and all this other no. stuff that goes on the top of it. I mean, that's great. Yeah, if, they if are you offer, good. If you offer that, but you know, sometimes this is why when we had when you guys were having that argument about the you know ketchup on a hot dog, which yeah. by the way, Marty did that uh, on uh, Wednesday night. It's like that was I just disgusting. told the Neanderthal way of eating a hot dog. Um, sometimes I just like to go in with the burger or hot dog bald, bald, bald. No condiments, nothing, no mustard, no ketchup, no nothing, just bald. Because to me, that's how you taste the most flavor. I don't need all that extra stuff. Give me a burger that's cooked properly and seasoned the right way. I'm happy. Yeah, but how do you eat it without the bun? You just pick it up and... No, pick- I'll eat it with the bun. I'll eat, you know, I'll well, have bald the- is nothing. Yeah, bald, you know, because sometimes bread can be the thing that makes something too. Like I agree. The flavor of something combined with the flavor of the meat might actually make it pretty good. See, when I say bald, I'm saying you know, I don't need all the fancy sauces and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, like you, it, you just need you just need to make it with love. Do you like uh, circumcised or uncircumcised hot dogs? Skinless or whatever it is. I, I like both. You like the natural casing. I, I do. Sometimes you? I do, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. It makes it feel better when it goes down to your Sure does. Gully. Yeah. It goes down the gully. Oh, you're right about that. Give me one of them foot-long jobs, though. Now we're really talking. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And that, I like those, the foot-longers. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes. I'm talking about. Oh, I got, yes. I got a buddy who's into those. Yeah. <laughs> your uh, Pioneer Valley Fork at week two. We have to do that like once a show at least. <laughs> 
We have uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today. Partly cloudy with a high of 48. Tomorrow, partly cloudy with a high of 35. It is 39 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851 and the Foo Fighters with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Partly sunny today with a high of 48. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 35. It's 39 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, I have this story here. And uh, if I can get to it now, I always uh, I always lose these things. The stories I got I got it right here. Cross country skiers private parts freeze in Sub Zero Finland event. Okay. Okay. Sub Zero temperatures in Ruka in northern Finland. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Uh, took their toll. On no, the, it's pronounced Finland. Uh-huh, uh huh. Took their toll on Swedish cross country skier Cal uh, Halverson. Uh, during a 20-kilometer mass start event on Sunday as he lost all feeling in his private parts. As the race began, the mercury plummeted to minus 15 degrees Celsius, which is 5 degrees Fahrenheit for all of you Americans out there. The uh, 34-year-old eventually crossed the line in 18th place before rushing to the tents where the athletes were warming themselves back up. I had frozen my penis for real! I had to lie there to 10 minutes to warm it up, Alverson told the Swedish newspaper Expressen. The temperatures in Ruka have proven hazardous for male athletes before, with their thin suits and underlayers providing minimal protection against the cold. It's lucky my second child is on the way because it's going to be difficult in the future if I continue like this. He said with a laugh. <laughs> I wouldn't My- be laughing so much with a chili dog like that. <laughs> Frozen penis. <laughs> you know, if if uh, if there was a danger of freezing your penis, yeah, there's got to be another sport you can choose. Something more indoorsy, perhaps. Well, how do you defrost it? Is it like a like a like a block full of chicken wings where you run cold water over it until it's you know it comes apart? That means two things. Yeah, and, uh, right. Or, or do you do you put it in the fridge and let it sit overnight? Yeah, like five days before you yeah, feed yeah. before you feed it to well, anybody. Well, where, where you know where? Remember we had that that uh, that thing uh, last week with how many days to take the turkey out of it? <laughs> right. Uh, how, Mr. Halverson, how many days to take the penis out of the fridge out of the freezer and put it in the refrigerator? One, two, <laughs> two. two. Yeah, two. <laughs> But it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how how long how, how long do you have to? I to I, cross the I penis don't. For? I really don't know the answer to that, Steve. I've uh, I've never frozen my penis. I, I try not to expose it to the elements, as, uh, like in that in that way. Dude, you've been married twice. Uh, <laughs> your penis is frozen probably most of the time. Oh, I had no feeling in it whatsoever. Right, right, right. <laughs> <It> was, right. <laughs> but yeah, I've I've never had to. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've never had to shove it in the icebox, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But as it thaws, I mean, we've all seen like, uh, like you take something out of the freezer, this yeah. freezer burn all over it. You can't <laughs> use it because it's, you know, for whatever reason, it's, right. you know, it's lost its appeal, or mm-hmm. you know, there's something it doesn't smell right. It does lose a little bit of flavor when you uh, ground beef. Yeah, yeah, it does lose a little bit of uh, something, something. I'm just wondering if that would be the case with this. Could be. Uh, you just got to make sure you're, you have your safe food handling, uh, <laughs> safety measures in place. And you got to be delicate with it. Cause yeah. you know, you know, sometimes, 
you know, you know, something freezing something could uh, could shatter. Yeah, and you don't want to like you know uh, defrost it next to pork because you don't want to cross contaminate. Oh, absolutely. With the pork to the pork sword, you don't want to just mix the two up. Well, remember when people used to freeze their Charleston chews and they pull them out of the freezer and they crack it on the uh, on the on the table? That's what he called this. He called it a Charleston chew. <laughs> it's a frozen Charleston chew. <laughs> It's a Halverson shoe. That's oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Well, either yeah. way. Yeah, those are the, the freezing the candy bars is probably uh, they they make them more delicious. So, but also more prone to shattering in your hands. When in Finland, I suppose. Yeah, is it like some guy coming out there with like a shovel, like knocking icicles off the top? <laughs> like when they all come back from their cross country ski, is there a guy with a snow <laughs> shovel knocking them off like their icicles? <laughs> Ooh, this is how they get off the roof. <laughs> I guess so. I guess they do. It's 856 at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.